Hi, this is Shannon Waller, and welcome to this episode of the Team Success Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that is really important for great teamwork, and that is learning how to handle strong emotions. Now, this is something I've been coaching for a number of years, and it's part of the entrepreneurial attitude exercise. And it's interesting, in every single group that I've coached it in, number 10, which is learning how to handle strong emotions, is the one that people always most want to improve. So I know how important this is. Now, it's really interesting because when I first started working with entrepreneurs and team members, one of the things I got really clear on is that strong emotions are really a normal part of entrepreneurial life. They are something to be expected. It's something to kind of make normal, to get used to it. So my coaching on this is really to have confidence and stay calm when dealing with emotionally charged situations. As I said, they're a normal part of entrepreneurial life. Now, it was really interesting. I got coached on this concept a little bit because I was telling the story and talking about strong emotions, and someone put up their hand, and she said, you know, it's not other people's strong emotions I have to worry about. It's my own. I was like, oh, good point. I hadn't even thought of that. I've been thinking of sort of the wild and woolly entrepreneurs who can be super happy or super not happy, and that's sort of obvious. But she actually had to really learn how to manage her own emotions, which I thought was a really great take on it. And before we go too much further, I want to stress that strong emotions run the gamut. They are not just anger or anxiety. It actually can be excitement and joyfulness and this kind of exuberance. You're kind of like, okay, someone losing it over here. It can show form in a lot of different ways. So what I really want everyone to appreciate is that you're going to have strong emotions to bring to bear on certain situations. The people you work with have strong emotions, and it's how you handle those. How do you stay calm? How do you manage your own self in those situations? It's really, really important. So first of all, if you make them normal, all of a sudden your bandwidth and your scope for taking them into account all of a sudden becomes broader. I used to work a long time ago with a very, very large company in Canada, a large bureaucracy. And it's really interesting. It was not cool to share your emotions in that environment. In fact, it was really not cool. So what I noticed is that people would put this really nice, calm, happy face on everything. And yet, as soon as they were out of a meeting, they go talk in the hallways, they meet over the water cooler, they'd express their frustrations in kind of snide comments or nasty emails, or they'd raise doubts. There is nothing worse. <laughs> and what it turned into really was office politics. And I thought to myself... You can't really count on what anyone's saying. You can't count on reading an expression on someone's face because they're probably faking it. So it wasn't appropriate in that environment to display genuine emotions. And so one of the things I really appreciated when I first came to work with Dan Sullivan and Bab Smith and Strategic Coach team is that they were very real. They were very genuine. You knew when they were having a good day and you knew when they were not having a good day. The same is true of our clients. I can tell when they're happy I can tell when they're not. They don't spend a lot of mental or emotional energy covering up. Thank you very much. What you see is what you get. And I have come to absolutely treasure that. When someone is really present and really genuine and very real with you, it's fantastic. You have the real goods to work with. If they're not happy, then you know that and you can work to shift it. They're not faking it. You're not trying to work over top of something. So I really want you to appreciate that when you're being genuine, it creates enormous value for other people because, again, what they see is what they get and vice versa. Now, I want to give you also some tools and some skills for how you handle those strong emotion situations because you may be like, hmm, 
There's some things I don't want to repeat. Thank you very much. And I want to give you some coaching that I have read about and I've been coached in and taught, which I found to be absolutely spectacular. And by the way, it works just as well with children as it does with adults. <laughs> so this may work in a number of different areas in your life. So one of the best things you can do when, say, someone sitting across from you is really upset or salesperson comes back from a sales call and it did not go well or something wasn't prepared properly and the person is just mad. They are not a happy camper. What I want you to do is stay internally calm. But you can't actually ignore them. You can't say, oh, it'll be fine. They just feel dismissed. And when people feel dismissed or not listened to, what do they do? They escalate it. They talk louder. They really want you to understand that they're not happy. And they're going to keep talking like that until they feel that, or they're just going to get really, really frustrated with you and leave, neither of which is positive. So what I've learned from some great books, which I'll give you in just a moment, is that what's really important to do is to what's called mirror. You want to reflect back to the person with a very similar type of energy. You yourself do not have to get upset. But for example, you might say, wow, you are really upset about this situation. This is really bothering you. So all of a sudden, by mirroring or by empathizing with that person, they feel heard. This is what mothers do with babies. We reflect back a baby's expression, we coo back at them, and the child learns in that process. They're called mirror neurons, as a matter of fact. And so when you reflect back to people, all of a sudden, they can de-escalate their emotions. They no longer have to persuade you of the validity of what they're feeling. They feel heard. Then they can move from their lovely, powerful emotional brain into their rational brain. Then you can start to figure out how to prevent that situation from happening again. How could things be prepped better? How perhaps could they be in front of a better audience, someone who is more willing to buy, et cetera? You can start the problem solving. But you can't actually do that until that person feels heard and can move out of that strong emotional state. And just imagine if someone did that with you. If you were really upset and someone just said, wow, this is really bothering you. You're like, yeah, it is. All of a sudden you feel heard. You feel cared about. Someone's actually gone to where you were. doesn't mean, by the way, that they are feeling the same thing that you're feeling at all. They can just appreciate that you are, and they've reflected it back to you in a similar tone of voice, in a similar energy, in a similar pace. Now, the interesting thing is, this is also really important when someone's really happy or really exuberant. You say, wow, this really made your day. You must feel so excited. And then the other person's like, yes, you get it. And there's nothing more magical. What I'm talking about here and why this is so important is because this is about connecting. It doesn't matter if you're the owner, if you're the entrepreneur, if you're a team member, if you're a parent, a child. This is such a valuable skill for communication. And really understanding how to communicate in these emotionally charged situations is a skill set a lot of people don't develop. Some people just avoid it. A very worthwhile strategy is to pick your battles. You know, as parents, we're coached on that all the time, which is very true. But when you can develop the skill set so where you're unafraid to go into those situations and to interact with people, it could be clients for that matter, then all of a sudden you do not have to worry about handling strong emotions because you've learned, you've got the skill set, you've got the capabilities. Then the fun thing is you get to train other people around you so they can do the same thing with you. <laughs> That's really nice. People can reflect back to you exactly what's going on. So this is such an important element of teamwork. I mean, I talk a lot about communication when it comes to entrepreneurial teamwork, but this is really key because entrepreneurs tend to be very emotional people. Not all of them. Some of them are very calm by nature, but there's an element of risk and an element of determination that's required for most entrepreneurs that means that they are throwing themselves out into wild, scary situations. Sometimes good things happen. 
Sometimes they don't. And often there's some residual emotions left over. As a team, if everyone can understand that, and if the entrepreneur, you can understand how to handle yourself in those situations and what you need, you'll be a much more effective leader with your team as well. So this to me is something that everyone can benefit from that focus. I told you that there were some books that I've learned this from. There are really two authors that I find to be incredibly clear communicators about this that I find fascinating. Hopefully you will too. The book that's directed towards adults is called Just Listen by Mark Goulston, G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N. And you'll find it as one of my recommended reading books on the Team Handbook site, which is where all this information is available. So I highly recommend it because he's someone who is a psychiatrist and a coach and a teacher. And he's also someone who used to be a hostage negotiator. Fairly stressful situations last time I checked. So he has a skill set, which really he says you can learn how to communicate with absolutely everyone at any time. Awesome book. When I read his book, I was really excited because it referenced exactly the same tools and techniques that I learned about from Jennifer Kalari. And her name is K-O-L-A-R-I. And she wrote two books on parenting, which are just genius. If you know a parent, are a parent, are thinking about becoming a parent, grab this book. Please share it. And it's called Connected Parenting. The whole premise is you start by mirroring the emotions of your child. Once you've done that, then you put in place the course correction for whatever you need to happen. Last time I checked, as I said, that works with not only children, but also with adults. And it's a fabulous communication tool between spouses, between family members, you name it, it just works. And it's also supported by a ton of evidence and research into brain neurology and how it works. This is really good information that you can't help but benefit from. Another thing I want to share with you about why this is so important is something that Patrick Lencioni talks about in his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. So one of the key dysfunctions is actually fear of conflict. And I think that really boils down to people not knowing how to handle their own strong emotions or other people's. There is nothing more powerful than being able to have a healthy debate about issues. You never want to debate who someone is or something like that. You don't want to critique the person. But it's absolutely appropriate to have a rigorous heartfelt, fierce conversation about an idea about whether or not it's going to work. And it's actually kind of refreshing to be able to say, I don't think that'll work, or I think that's fantastic, or what about this? And to engage yourself fully, because we are human beings with emotions as well as intellect, as well as our instincts. And so those types of discussions actually lead to far better teamwork and much, much greater results. Otherwise, you end up with that bureaucratic conversation where people give lip service to something but don't actually agree with you and then don't take action on it. But the opposite of productivity, the opposite of getting things done and taking action is to just say you're going to do it and then not do it. And fear of conflict is one of the biggest obstacles to that happening. Now what I want to get into are some of the actual emotions that can take you off track and what it looks like. And the model I'm going to use for this is DISC. So DISC is in the affective or personality realm. And this is very much how you like to do things, your preferences. It's not your intelligence. It's not how you strive like Colby, but this is really your personality. So DISC breaks it out into four different areas. D for dominant, I for influencing, S for supportive, and C for cautious. There are other descriptors, but those are really good ones to start with. So Ds are very direct, dominant people. They're outgoing and task-focused. So what does a D look like when they're out of control? Well, there's a long list, but I picked some of my favorite words. Reckless, and arrogant. Dictatorial might be another one. <laughs> so if you are a D out of control, this is what you look like. And if you work with one, then you know what that looks like too. 
Eyes are influencing, outgoing, and people-focused. Very persuasive when they're in their best selves, but when they don't use their powers for good, they tend to be very emotional, unrealistic, and impulsive. Now, if someone is people-focused and more reserved, then they are what's called S for supportive, steadfast. That's, again, when they're using their powers for good. However, when they get out of control, they can be very inflexible, indecisive, and resentful. Instead of being supportive, they actually resent the people that they're supporting. And a C, which stands for cautious, is someone who always wants to be in control. When they are out of control, they can get very critical, very fearful, and also inflexible. So these are some of the strong emotions that people feel when they are out of control. And I think that's a great description that DISC brings into play on that. So I want to give you some of the ways that people get out of control and then also just give you the tool of mirroring to be able to always make sure that you are confident and in control yourself in those situations. The biggest danger is that someone else being out of control can make you go out of control. So if you know what to do when people are being arrogant, direct, indecisive, emotional, all of those other things, then I want you to feel incredibly confident about engaging with those situations. And think about the different environments where you can use this. Do this with clients, do this with other team members, do it with your own team, please do it with your family, and definitely with your children. So this technique of really learning how to handle strong emotions will set you in such good stead. I know it will dramatically increase your capabilities. Thank you very much for listening, and as always, here's to your team's success.